The FT. Dear Oscar Manoz, congratulations on being made CEO of United Airlines. You're a brave man to have accepted the job. I learned from the papers that your predecessor just quit, and that your airline is suspected of running a loss-making route to allow the chairman of the Port Authority, its landlord at Newark Airport, to fly to his weekend house in South Carolina at the same time as United was renewing its lease. What a story! I can't remember the last time I read claims of such old-fashioned skullduggery. However, I'm writing to you on another matter. I've just been shown a copy of the letter you sent last week to every customer of United, and I can't resist telling you what I think of it. You start by saying, "I'd like to take a few moments of your time to introduce myself to you, our valued customer." In the same spirit, I'd like to take a few moments of your time to introduce myself to you, our valued reader. You go on to say you're excited about the incredible opportunity that the United team has to improve the travel experience essential to the vitality of global business and to the personal lives of millions of people. It's good that you feel that way, especially as what you're so excited about, an opportunity to stop being mediocre, is just the sort of thing that usually leaves bosses depressed and disheartened. However, in your valiant attempt to sound enthusiastic, I can't help thinking that you've overegged the role of United in the world. There are lots of things that are essential to the health of global business and to the personal lives of millions, but the travel experience, as you call it, offered by your company is not one of them. You want customers to choose United first. That's a splendid aim. Which you say you'll meet by delivering on three things. Although the word "deliver" invariably sets my teeth on edge, particularly when followed by the preposition "on," I cannot disagree with your three things: focus on the customer, teamwork, and innovation. That's because the three things are not only blindingly obvious, but are also entirely vague. So much so that I don't understand why you're demanding a moment of your customers' time to list them. The only concrete thing you mention is the need to get people to their destinations on time. This is spot on, but the reason it matters is not, as you claim, to allow customers to hug a family member at an important moment. It's because being late is annoying and inconvenient. After promising to listen and learn, though not, I note, to act or fix, you add, "Our passion for the safety of our customers and our people will be at the core of everything we do." If I were you, I'd keep passion as far away from safety as you can. When you're in a metal box hurtling through the air at thirty thousand feet, passionate people are a liability. What's needed instead are unexcitable types. Who thrive on dull precision. To achieve your goal, you pledge, "My co-workers and I will work each and every day." Again, I urge you to do nothing of the sort. If you work each and every day, you'll go nuts, and accidents will happen. I suggest you all take regular and frequent breaks. Finally, you say you want customers to be as proud to fly United as I am to lead United. 
This sounds agreeably symmetrical, only I fear you may have misunderstood what pride is. Pride is pleasure that comes as a result of one's own achievements. Booking a United flight is not an achievement, unless something's gone horribly wrong in the process. You sign the letter OSCAR, all in block caps. I'm not much of a believer in these things, but any graphologist will tell you that people who use only uppercase don't want to reveal anything of themselves. Is that true of you? Thank you for reading the Financial Times. Lucy. P.S. I was about to press send when I saw another story that caught my eye. In Japan, a taxi company has installed vending machines that dispense snacks along with a recorded message from the president saying, Groom yourself well and smile. Does that make you cringe? I bet it does. But can't you see that it's a bit like what you're doing? You both are broadcasting empty words to employees and customers in the fond expectation that hearing from you will mean something to them. The main problem with your letter is that you wrote it at all. Most of your customers won't want you to take up a moment of their time to deal with niceties. Instead, they'll want better service in the air without hot air from the CEO. On the only thing they might like to hear about, you're silent. They might have liked reassurance that an airline accused of having done something dastardly is not cutting other corners that could result in them falling out of the sky next time they fly United. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, you might also like to try our Alpha Chat podcast presented by me, Cardiff Garcia, where each week FT writers, bloggers, and their invited guests will have a wonky, funny, and occasionally even irreverent chat about topics related to the financial markets and economics. Check it out at ft.com forward slash podcasts. Brought to you by Capital One, where you can open a savings account in about five minutes and earn five times the national average. Just imagine, five times more savings toward that overdue home edition, maybe even an addition on that edition. This is Banking Reimagined. What's in your wallet? Capital One and a member FDIC.